Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards, in the building. Welcome to another episode of Father Market Protocol. Back back in the building, my man, Joseph Vesey, sitting down. Say what's up, Joseph. Hello. Oh, thank you. And, and once again, we have my man, Calvin Fowler, came to hang out with us and, yo, and kick yo, it a little yo. bit more because we, we had so much we spoke about it's last part time. Three. Part this, three. This is part three. It's not a game. We appreciate y'all checking out uh, the Father Muckin Protocol. Subscribe, comment on iTunes, all things comedy and SoundCloud. And boom, let's get it cracking. What is your uh, specialty, you think, as far as... I, mean, I know you're a director, you shoot stuff, but I was just um, like, what you're... I guess uh, I, I, a lot of people don't... And I don't want to my own home, but my eye... I would say, yeah, no, I was asking. No, definitely. I would say uh, uh, composition is uh, something I, I I really love, and um, utilizing transitions, old school shit like um, pans and shit like that, like storytelling, right. in a with way the with the camera. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't do that, and they just they're very technical about it, and I think that's cool. Where I'm not, I kind of like learn the equipment and say, you know what, I'm going to get this done because right. I want to express myself. And then it happens that way. It's like kind of organic. So mm-hmm. I guess that that would be my thing is like, it's, it's my perspective. What I'm seeing is what I want you to see. And it's not like, oh, I want them to see this. It's kind of like, if I, if I move the camera this way, this is how I want to see it. And if they like it, they like it. They don't, they don't. But that's my eye. That's how I see things. So, so would you say you're, le- you're less, uh, st- do you feel like, uh, people that are somewhat stylistic can get in the way of telling the story. I think no. I say I think uh, I think more people who are more um, technical mm-hmm. and worrying about you got to worry about things, of course, like setting up the shot and you know like the dynamics and mechanic the mechanics behind it. I kind of don't think about that, so that's just me. I don't know about everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like it's like again, it's more organic for me, you know. When I see a set go on, I see like five, five to thirty people. Whereas I can just do all this by myself, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm like I know exactly how I want it and how I want to get right. it done. So will you yeah. not come in necessarily with a shot list all planned not at out? All. Not at all. Really? You'll just, just do it. You'll just right, feel it right. out on the set. Yeah, right on the set. Wow. Like right on the set. You think you would do that if you were directing like a full length movie? I though, doubt where you that. You had to kind of I be doubt prepared. That. <laughs> I really doubt that. And I always thought thought about that. I said maybe because I've tried to yeah. do the shot list thing and it doesn't work for me. I try yeah, to like I'll bring you. it with me. And I'm like I don't even use it. I'm kind of like like the, the Alice in Wonderland video of uh, David mm-hmm. Banner. Mm-hmm. I was like, I I I made like samples. I I had um you know storyboards. I used like uh. Yeah. You know, pictures from other places. This is what I want to do. I didn't even look at it. It was like on the spot. Yeah. This is everybody come in. It was just like so. You, you know, a rhythm. The rest of your crew, though, like your deep, if your DP. Yeah. Well, I, a lot of times I'm my own DP. Yeah. So a lot of times I'm my own DP. So that kind of helps with it. But director with, of photography but, for those that don't know, I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know. But when I do work with a DP, it hinders me. That's the. Really? Yeah, because they can't read my mind. Okay. So it inhibits your creativity. Yeah, you so I'm kind of like, I got to really express to them like... So you're Orson Welles. You know, I got to really <laughs> express to them like, yo, like, yeah. I, I find that with actually writing too, that the script is easier for me to write than the outline. The outline to me, like I know you have to do it and yeah. you need to, but when I first started, I didn't know anything about outlining yeah. and I just wrote a 120-page script in seven yeah. days. Yeah. And But the cool thing about it was is that, yeah, it had to be rewritten about a hundred times so I wouldn't do that again. Yeah. But it did allow me to get a lot better because I wasn't inhibited by stopping and trying to figure out what's next. I just allowed... Just allowed to It was happen, kind of an man. amazing stream of conscience that you could write a movie with right. no ending and no outline. There you and go. And unfortunately, I can't go back to that because now I'm not ignorant and I know it. Yeah. But on some level, like I guess that's why poetry is so great and stuff like that yeah. and music, that, that the whole three-act structure and all the things you learn sometimes inhibit your creativity mm-hmm. for stream of conscience and letting out things that you'd never like, know. I don't want to do it out. this way. I don't need to do it. I don't want to. It takes it takes time, too much, too much energy to think about all this stuff, man. I mean, but you will make mistakes and you learn to adapt and do it right the way you know how. Yeah. So that's how I've been doing what I've been doing. So when people see my set, they're like, that's all you use? Like, that's it? Like, you don't use a, a crane, a jib for this shot? You don't have, you know, you don't have stands? You don't have... 
No, I don't need all that. They Why? would be amazed at what I use when I do what I'm doing. What do you, what do you, what do you like? Uh, gorilla style? Very gorilla style. Very gorilla style. It's so not traditional. It's funny. Like people think I shoot on a red camera. They, they swear. They're like, what is it? Like this, like, this is, you know, I don't tell anybody anything. <laughs> I've learned. Can't let all the well, well, you know, no, no, because I realized that, like, you know, some people, I first I used That's to tell true. people, then I, then I said, you know what? I'm not gonna, I learned from someone in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You can't tell people everything because right, they because right. then they utilize it. Either they utilize that against you, or they'll take your shit and run. If you if if the person you know you can trust them and mm-hmm. you know it's like uh, you know they're not trying to out they're not out there to harm you in any way, right. then it's like sure, hey, this is what I do, not a problem. There's people out there. There's some real snakes. Sharks, sharks. There's some shark snakes. Yeah. They are fucked up. And I hate to refer that to the animals because it's not animals. The animals is not their fault. Their fault. They're not like, it's like this shark joke. When you're walking, you're in the water, right. you get attacked by a shark. It's not, you're not, attacked, not, you're by not attacked by a shark. You're in the living room. You're fucking like, <laughs> like, like, I hate to utilize that. Oh, they're acting like animals. What do you mean acting like animals? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're acting right. like human beings. Right. That's a, the fucked up humans they are. That tiger yeah. ain't go crazy. That tiger went tight. Tiger, that's right, it. Right. It's, it's, it's just what it is. It's like, but again, it's like, it's just a process, the creative process. And like you said, you did it without knowing. It's kind of like, it just happens. You writing jokes, you can't force it. Right. It just, it just, it's it's going to come. You might have, a, you might have a, a, an idea and then you're like, oh, I got this idea. And then when you, get, when you come back to the idea, you're going to like, yeah, there's a joke. And that's, but you got the joke because yeah. it came to you in the middle of the night or right. whenever, it, when it happened. Right. For me, that's how the music works. for the videos, it's kind of like, I know I got to shoot this video. I'm going to try to plan as much as I can. I got an idea what I want to do. I'm going to write it down. And when I get on the set, it's like a whole nother, yeah. I'm on. I'm Something nervous up that, until the yeah. point. And then boom, it's like the nervousness goes away. So I'm doing ner- it. Ner- your nervous energy sometimes feeds. It feeds totally does that. Because I have no idea what's going to happen. Right. The end result is going to be what? What's going to... And then when it's done, I'm like, did I really just do that's all this? Yes. Like, and, did this and just no happen? matter how much you prepare, it's like the set, there's always something new that happens, which is, yeah. is always Law. amazing. That yeah. You think you've exhausted every option looking and oh, writing and everything, yeah. and then on set, you come up with a million new of course. ideas. And that's like working with clients as well, because you never know. You try to prepare, no matter how much experience you have dealing with clients, you're like, you know what? I got this. There's no way they can throw a curveball at me because I got everything down, packed in. When you say Not- clients, you mean uh, commercially or... Yes. Uh, I, yes. I just I I I know there's verbiage that the average person might not understand. Yeah, when you, you're dealing with clients, you we never don't care know. About them, Did you get that <laughs> technique like working with Spike? Is, is he that way? Or well, no, no, not well, at all. You know what? It's <laughs> funny that you. That's, it's I, funny you <laughs> that real quick because as you Spike said, does, I, does I asked the stylistic fuck. question right. because I said Spike Lee is very stylish, mm-hmm. and some well, people get, would, well, that's, that's, some people would yeah. argue that. Like I, I love watching Spike Lee movies because I love watching the things. What he's he does gonna do stylistically, yeah. but I know there are other people that say, you know what, stay stick with one film stock. <laughs> Why is he bouncing around and changing yeah. film stock? But I, I actually, when I go to a Spike Lee joint, yeah. I know you're gonna get different textures, and I like that. I get, I get it, I get it from Scorsese, Spike Lee, Tarantino, uh, was it uh, De Palma? You know, De Palma. There's there's a lot of different directors that influence me, so it's kind of like, I I just kind of take all that and make it pull it from pot of pudding, yeah, bowl of pudding, and that's what it is. It's like all these same bowl of pudding that Jill Scott. Yes, the Jill Scott <laughs> reference. I don't even know to be honest with you. I'm sure he does. He's, they got continuity on set and all that stuff. Because like Spike always does the dual dolly shot. That's because yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what shot is that? That's, that's uh, where, where where they 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 do do like. At some point, well, that's not his. That's movie. not an original shot, you know. No, I didn't say it's his his original shot, but you know, I said you know he, he gets it from. He always does that. No, no, I don't. Was that the, was that the shot in Inside Man, where like Denzel's like walking? Yes, and, and, and uh, moves, in X, like, where, where he he's moves, not moving or he yeah, moves, but he's gliding, gliding. Like, yeah, when, when that's a cool shot. Glides. That was interesting. Yeah, Spike, I've gotten used to. Spike flipped it though. He he definitely flipped it because uh, yeah, I I I actually dig. Yeah, I. I feel but Scorsese like, did in the, like in the seventies. It was like, what the hell is that? Like, what? Who? How do you think it's of just this? Some weird. It's it was just the craziest some thing. Weird, crazy shot. Where I was like, you Yo. see the other people around might walk, be walking at normal speed, and then you just see a character just slowly gliding along. And and for me, I know watching uh, Spike's movies that when I see that, 
Yeah. It's almost like a yes. You yeah. know, I feel like finally I, I see. I was it. waiting for that show. And what, and what Spike has done with that Medea franchise, I think, <laughs> oh man, it's amazing, amazing oh, wait, stuff. Oh wait, it's a different person. It's different. That's, oh, not, that's oh, the other oh, black oh, dude. Oh, 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 hey, okay. what do you guys think? Of, now, I, I'm sorry to jump off off topic, but what do you guys think about this Marlon Wayans, uh, Lord Jamal? Jamal. Oh, I beef. loved it. I loved it. Wait, what? 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 You don't know about this? He's yeah, talking yeah. about this. You yeah, know about Twitter this. beef? Yeah, yeah, it's I read beef. it. Twitter beef. Jamal and Marlon Wayans well, have a Twitter beef. This skirt's wanna... being worn. On Omar TV. Epps, speaking of yeah. Omar Epps, he wore a yes, shirt exactly. on The View, and then Lord Jamar made a joke about it, and then Marlon, because they're Not a joke. Obviously. He was Omar dead up. He, was, he's, he takes this very seriously. Right. Who, Marlon or Lord? Lord Jamar. Right. He, he said it, you know, kind of, and then Marlon came to So what, what, was, what was said? What was, what was, it was addressed? <laughs> Dude was wearing skirts or something like that I remember some of it verbatim. Oh, yeah, please. I don't like, know. He said... Basically, like, Lord Jamar said, like, something about, you know, why, you know, something negative about guys wearing skirts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, uh, you know, then Marlon kind of came over. He said, well, why are you taking pictures of dudes' crotches? Oh, yes. And then he said, well, the picture was sent to me or whatever, but you like that lifestyle, huh? And then Marlon wrote something like that. You know, you wear something about, like, a, you wear an a, a invisible dress or something like that. And then Lord Jamar, pretty good comeback, I have to say. He's like, this is coming from a guy who wore a visible dress. <laughs> and then, then Marlon went for the kind of, well, I was too busy, you know. And this is not in uh -huh. order, but he was like, I'm too busy being famous. Do you know what that's like? You know, so it, it started like, getting uh, pretty heated. I, yeah, like yeah. People, I, I never like when, it, and, and Marlon's a, a cool cat, and, and Lord Jamar's a cool cat, but I, I I never like when in the heat of a battle, people go to their wallets. So they're probably, I, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I, or, or their fame, because I just feel like, well, okay, you are more famous. That's a Hollywood move. That's, right a, that's a Hollywood move. Right, so they were going, you know, back and forth. I've seen, Marlon has really got at some rappers, though. Like, he's had some, like, and I, this one I think was more serious. He, did, he didn't get, some other ones. He didn't he, win this one. He, he didn't, didn't win, yeah, no, he didn't I, win yeah, this one. He seemed to not Because it was a but, serious tone that Marlon wasn't getting. He didn't understand that there's a problem going on. Oh, with the emasculation, and the emasculation of black, of black men, men in, in Hollywood. And, you know, the whole Dave Chappelle thing. I'm not wearing a dress. I'm not going to do it. But right. to to the men who've worn dresses. I, 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 and I Dave Chappelle's. I I don't, I don't see, I don't, maybe for him, he should say that for him. Right. I'm not going to do this. Right. But don't right. say, because Milton Berle, you got all these people well, back in the day. A lot of people say, yeah, but that's, that's a white guy in, in a dress. But the only thing is, Cha Chappelle, I never really agree with that because I don't think anyone forced Martin to do three big mama's houses. I, I don't think. <laughs> I didn't even force it, but. Or, but or Martin had a, had a, yeah, a response to that. Else, he said though. he got paid yeah. very well. To wear a dress. Yeah, so I'm saying right. and that's he, he could have picked said. other right. projects too. It wasn't like he they were saying right. you better do Big Mama's well, house. You're that, never working yeah. again. No, that's that's not. The, I mean, that's that's where conspiracy uh, conspiracy theorist goes. But uh, there has been historically black men have worn dresses. Okay, all right, you black men have worn dresses, but white guys have worn dresses too. The difference being uh, uh, black black men already. Really quick um, before I forget, um, I want to talk about Comedy Central as well. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> black men, we've we're thrust the responsibility of of holding up the community, and there's so many negative uh, stereotypes, negative stereotypes that are attached. To black men. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know so you're I mean? saying so it's more it's more negative when a black guy does it because it's like bringing it back to like the old days of like well, when not they even would just the old days, but just there there are so few. Um, there are so few images right. of, of brothers in entertainment. Ah, uh, you know, I, I see. I see. I see. This is where the perspective and the frustration comes from. Well, if so, it's so few uh, uh, presentations of us in on television and or in film, they're more now than there were, say, five years ago, ten years ago, but still... If you turn on Law and, Law and Order SVU or what have you, you're gonna see a black a black Perfect. dude that's a composite drawing. You're gonna see uh you're gonna see a brother that's dealing drugs, taking drugs, thug, fill in the blank. We could all we could sit here and, and right all accurate the, portrayals. Right there you go. Um, <laughs> or you could turn on television and catch a repeat of of Martin Lawrence in a dress or Jamie Foxx in a dress. And even Chris so, Rock did it in CB4. Chris Rock. Actually, I, 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 wore, actually, I wore a couple of dresses on. I ain't going front. Um, yeah, breast too. But, huh? Yeah, breast too. Um, I'm sure I did. I've hired a few black guys in dresses at my house just for, <laughs> like, entertainment. I don't think there's anything wrong but, with but that. But you know what I mean? So, so there's, <laughs> there's, 
there until there's a balance. Whereas when when Milton Berle did it, you still the majority of you're right. No, you're right about white that. White guys well, in movies from from uh, I, from that from the Duke aspect. Uh, you know, right. I was uh, disappointed though when Chris did it in Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh yeah. Oh, that, that, yeah. You know why? Because it was like you know, and I don't nuts. think I don't think I don't know if that had to do with him, but I was kind of like Chris Tucker. I, no, Chris, no Rock. Chris Rock did it. And here's the thing: I would think someone like Will Smith at the time would have went, "We have Chris Rock on." Like even though Chris wasn't, you know, superstar right, Chris, but he was he still rock. He was still Chris Rock. I mean, he was still. Famous, yeah. And he was like to me, Will would have gone, "Wait, we have Chris Rock. We don't need him in a dress. Right. He's a much funnier that, just outside of it." So yeah. I was kind of always surprised that that episode was kind of actually... Because, you know, when they had D.L. Ugly on, he just played himself. Yes, and he had right. a few guest stars. Right. To me, I want to see Chris Rock as Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. I don't want to see him doing a dress. Well, Same back, way then, he was, back then, maybe that was, that was part of the issue was that he was Chris Rock, but he, he was in that sort of gray uh, area where you hadn't... You didn't know Chris Rock's voice voice. Like, you know... You know like, right now, if I say Rock... You think Chris before you think Tony because you know his voice immediately. Back when when he did the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and what was that ninety two? Yeah, so right. I'm not saying he was as famous, but I think was right. he still doing he like was, even the was, Little Penny commercials? I, mean, was, I thought he was, he was still was pretty. Famous. He was famous, but yeah. he still had Little Penny didn't come till I think like ninety four. That was a big ass commercial. That was, that was huge. Like that really kind of made him. That that that, that actually, was yeah. what I think. That was right around when he did big ass jokes. I, I remember because right before that, that was, was before big. Bring the Pain. Bring the Pain was ninety six. Uh, big ass jokes <laughs> was ninety four, and that was around. My father the loved him. I mean, when he, that's all I would hear in my house. That he was like, "This guy, Chris Rock, is the funniest I, person." I, like, I, I remember. I remember about. Rock on Miami Vice. Wow, I don't remember. He was on Miami so. Vice. Yeah, really. I don't remember that? He was like a clerk in the. Precinct. Oh wow. oh wow! Oh wow! That's going. I remember him in Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh yes, he was he was the uh, bellboy, something he, like that. He's yeah. the bellhop. The bell I'm, I'm oh, trying to think of <laughs> random obscure roles aside from because you know what I'm going to get you suckers I mean, really not obscure anymore. Yeah, that's true. that's he's famous uh, for that. Well, a lot of people wouldn't remember him in uh, his first in, uh, in Cop Cop, yeah. Cop Two. Beverly Hills Cop Two, right? The car uh, valet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yo, he still dropped an F word in two lines. Right. <laughs> he only had two lines, but Chris imagined to say the word fuck. If the script probably didn't even have it. And Chris right. like, I'm saying fuck. Right, right, right. Where the funny. fuck, dude? What valet is this guy? Right. Damn. Right. Does he talk like that to the white people right. too? Or just Eddie Murphy because he's dressed in like some jacket from sleeves. high school. He has leather, His leather sleeves. sleeves from high school when he was in Varsity Blues. <laughs> uh, Eddie Murphy had the Varsity Blues yeah. jacket in Beverly Hills Cop with the, the sleeves rolled up. Looking like a jock in playing football uh, in high school. We should we should we should shoot that. We should go to LA and shoot you in a uh, varsity jacket, driving around looking at random random things, <laughs> playing the music, like, yeah, and, and put just that music on, yeah, and looking around, looking around at yeah, different things. You should things. play Axel Foley now, like something. I don't know what it would you be. You want to do it? Like Let's maybe his brother. <laughs> you could be Dean Foley, and it's you with the jacket, Dean Foley with the music. Just walking in with like, but just, I would like, you know what I love to film walking it? around with you know, that here's shit. The thing, like, you filming it, but then when you walk into a place, they don't know we're filming and we have a boom box behind you playing that music. So they also hear it and they're just like, what, what the hell is going, going on? I'm, I'm staying at this hotel. <laughs> yeah, no, what hotel no, is that? Michael Jackson sitting on top of the world. Dude, the whole scene, he's like, he's like, um, he's like um, as a person hangs up, how can I help you? <laughs> Nervous some people, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know. That's classic. That's classic. What's great about that? I love that line. But I, the reason you love that scene is you know, because you know what he's going to do. He, he, he doesn't have He realized he had to BS his way. And so he's trying to ingratiate himself with the clerk and they hung up. Because you know he doesn't have a reservation there. No and, reservation. I, and that line is so brilliant. Oh, the, the nervous some people. people huh? um, and he says so conflict. What's the name? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. What's the name big, he uses? Uh, um, Axel, Axel, oh, Axel, Axel, that's what it is. No, no, he goes, under Rolling Stone. That's what it is. That's what it is. And then they go to, they go to a wide <laughs> shot of him and her. He's like, don't you think I see what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, the hesitation. Duplicate that. It's so good. <laughs> that Those are so classic. I it actually makes me feel better inside. Like I feel, I have a better day. Because you know he improv. Like the the word the 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 word back then was people that wasn't scripted. Like Eddie yeah. improv that. And, and I remember fast forward at probably yeah, like duffel bag 13 too. Years later, we were doing Luggage. this pilot uh, for MTV. 
Uh, Artie Fuqua started. Artie Fuqua and this guy, Lord Sear. Y'all know Lord Sear? I don't know Lord. Um, No Artie. um, So they were doing, we were doing this uh, pilot for MTV called The World's Famous. And uh, these are the people that were starring in it. Like uh, it was Artie and Lord Sear. They played like these janitors at this nightclub at the tunnel, actually, uh, back in the day. And uh, Run DMC was, was headlining the episode. And they had all these rappers. Big pun. I'll never forget because I this is the first time I saw a big pun in person. And, and you heard like he just he had a weight problem. You, you think he had a weight problem? This dude had to like he had to keep yeah. his momentum going, so he kept moving. Blood he clock. kept stepping back and forth. It was weird, man. But we did this pilot and the audition, Bobito. Remember uh Stretch Armstrong and Bobito? Bobito was uh oh yeah, he's a he's a big sneakerhead, right? Yeah, I yeah. played with Bobito for years at the 14th Street Wine. Right, yeah. right, right. So Bobito was one of the producers on this show. And I remember the audition was, and I hate this thing about it, because I was annoyed. Because the beauty, the reason the Axel Foley thing worked was because he was doing it to someone and it was surprising them. So the audition, when we get in the room, they're like, all right, you got to get in this club. Um, you got to be slick and find a way to get in this club. Go. And in my mind, I was like, this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> this is dumb because you know what? You you guys are the gatekeepers. Yeah. And you want me to try to get in the club, this imaginary club that you have, but you know I'm trying to get it. This is a stupid audition. I wound up, me and a bunch of guys, I remember Capone, Todd Lynn, <laughs> and a bunch of us, we wound up <laughs> becoming featured extras and already uh, booked the role. It was just, it was a dumb, I'm saying it right now. You know, but Artie got it. Artie got it. I was happy for Artie. And it was, this one, Artie had, had dreads Dread. still. And um, it was just, I, I'll never forget that. Was, was that, a, was a that dumb the, he was audition. doing those, those uh, vignettes what did you, what did you do? for MTV, right? We, I was, we were extras. We were, we were part of the core, we were part of the six or seven core extras that shot every day that week. We got $100 a day, if oh, that. Oh, man, MTV and, money. MTV money, baby. And, uh, and I'll never forget the... Uh, the was it the first AD? I no no, it might have been. I remember he kept anytime he got annoyed with because there were us. We were important extras, and then there were the, there were the rest, yeah. just the cattle and the herd. And I remember him saying people were talking while he was talking. He was like, "People, <laughs> he's like, when my hand is up, your mouths are down." I'll never forget. He said that. I was like, Shh. and we were all and nobody paid any right. attention to him. If no one wants to listen, you people can go home. I remember this chick, Lyris. Lyris, uh, I forgot her last name. Lyris is a, uh, um, she's a plus size model. She's kind of popular, plus size, size model world. And uh, yeah, this just brought back memories. I'm sorry. That's no, crazy. I just wondered plus size, down. how big that meant. Uh, plus size means bigger than size zero. I think what is that like size? Bigger than size zero. That's not plus size. size. It's more than that. Need, no, I'm saying like plus know. size oh. is, is probably like size. Yeah, I'm not good with only. I don't know oh. sizes. I know bra sizes. That's it. You know what plus size is? Plus size is everyone that Lane Hollywood Bryant. would say. Lane Bryant. Well, Lane Bryant definitely, but women that just a little curvier. Like uh, Kalise was a plus size model. Kalise Hawkins, who's a comic, who's who's by no means she's not fat, uh, but she. I remember she was a plus size model. They changed the standard of plus size. They moved it. Like it's kind of like moving I the. Yes, I don't know. Property line. I don't know, but, but uh, real quick, tell us oh. your, your Comedy Central. Comedy uh, Central. Story. I used to work at Comedy Central. And I, I know you did. Yes. Tell, tell them what you used oh, to yes. do at Comedy Central. I used to work at Comedy Central. Um, yes. Uh, various <laughs> departments, but my last um, position there was in the production department. How many years did you work there? I was there roughly three, four years. Yeah, I remember. You were there, like, I, I was there was like for five. some time. I was, my, my goal at one point was to get as many black comments, comics on Comedy Central. Yeah. yeah. Did, did yes. I, I... What was... What, uh, uh, Nika... Uh, Nikki Gibbons. Nikki Gibbons. I remember we... Myself, Rudy, and Janice Garcia, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I forgot about that. Uh, Calvin, they they just had a diversity... They wanted to have a diversity I meeting wish, with... I forgot yeah, about that. With a bunch of comics. Wow. Myself... I don't even think I wasn't on SNL yet. Rudy wasn't hosting. They a had Showtime no connection to black comedians. This is, a, this is a comedic network. Yeah, I was the only yeah. one who knew black comedians in the network. So what? What ended up <laughs> happening? Did you get them on? Uh, he, oh, he brought he brought us in. I remember. Yo. I remember Jesse Klein. This is funny because Jesse Klein is is became a, a stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but years ago, Jesse Klein was an executive 
uh, at Comedy Central. Yeah. And Jessie wound up writing on, I think she wrote on like Tig Notaro's uh, sitcom and she was she wrote on SNL. So I remember the first time I saw her as a, st- I was like, wait, she's a stand-up? Yeah, I was, I was surprised. I met you as a suit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her and a couple of other uh, people. She was far from a suit though. No, no, I know. I'm, when I say suit, yeah. I just mean you worked, you were, you were part of the yeah, yeah. Uh, institution. You know, other side, yeah. You know. So what happened? You got guys on like that weren't getting a chance? Well, you know, I, I think, try my best. Yeah, I think you, you, I try you my helped best. getting them aware of us. Yeah, yeah. I think they became aware of us. Like, at, all white? They, well, to make a long story short, um, I had pitched an idea for Comedy Central, which was an urban comedy show. Now, when I say urban, I meant people from a certain setting, a, a rural uh, city setting. Not, like, Seinfeld is a urban show. Wait, who is? Seinfeld. Is an urban show? Yes. Now, see, you see, it's an urban show. The, the setting is an or is it is within New York City? It's an urban oh, okay. environment. Like Confused with the word urban, I guess. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so is that wouldn't that wouldn't that make um, sense? Yeah, I I understand the term. Not I mean, in a racial I, sense, but right, more of a see that term is funny to me because when pe- people have, people have changed the term, yeah. they've urban, taken it they, and they, did something they else to it, it back and forth. I urban goes from being the yes, city, yes, and you have the suburbs yeah. I never even used the word urban until people started using it. Right. Yeah. So they have urban clothing and they, they, right. they stigmatize it and it's right. all that shit. And, and I still look I don't, at it as that. I don't I look at it as, as I'll black. I'll be honest. I don't know if this was bad, but I went into Urban Outfitters for the first time like six months ago. And you thought like... And I was like, what is this? What is this? I was like, this look at that. Urban Outfitters. There you go. Oh, where's the show? There you go. Where's Mark Echo? I hope, I really hope that's the joke. Please tell me that. Well, you say that on stage because that's really funny. That's, I mean, I know it's funny, but I'm saying, but I'll be honest. You need to write that down. In there, like, seriously, you need I to write did, that down. I did think it. I you was gotta confused. write that down. That's, I was confused because I just much. thought. I thought the clothes, not so much the word urban, but I mean, it was because of the word urban. But I just thought urban outfitters. I thought I, I was. I don't know why I thought, but I just thought they had clothing that could, was more like you know. I could totally something, see shooting that. Like, that's fucking funny. Something, you know, Fat Joe would make. Right. I don't know. That's what I, that's what I thought. So when I came in there, I said, why are these very, This is like, the D-block uh, outfit. Yo, said, yeah, yo. so where is uh, Styles P's uh, clothing line? That goes with your confusing white man. I, I guess. Right. I mean, sometimes it, it I'm very. I guess I don't know if the word's geez. ignorant or I'm just I'm just in, uninformed. Because that was your style of dress at the time. You wanted the Allen Iverson thing. No, this was six months ago. I was just walking in to see if they had not so much. Sean it's literally John, six just, months ago. This was literally six months ago. I'd never stepped foot in Urban Outfitters. So maybe because I've always passed the word Urban. So you thought it was like Dr. J's. So the whole time you thought it was like a Dr. J's or like a City Blues in Philly. Like I thought, if that's the right name for it. Or City, Blues. Yeah. City Blues. Right? City Blues, yeah. I used to go to City Blues. I remember Rodney Buford, who was playing for the Sixers, would recommend me to there. And I was like, yo, I got to go there. That's just a random name. But yeah. uh yeah, that's what I thought, I guess. I don't know, maybe because when I started doing black rooms, people, there would be other white comments say, hey, what urban rooms do you do? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, black rooms. So then I started to adopt You're the word utilizing urban. the word urban, yeah. I never used the word urban until maybe a year ago. And then I've never been in an urban outfitters and I always wow. assumed they sold clothing, you know, that Jadakiss made. Well, here's my, <laughs> here's my thing. I pitched, I, pitched, yeah, I pitched a black show to Comedy Central, which is like all stand-ups. And I threw a, a few names around, which were hosts like Dean Edwards. I had Dave Chappelle, oh. ironically, and another comedic uh, com, a com, years com, before Chappelle. Wait, was years Chappelle. before Chappelle was Chappelle. Right. So I'm at Comedy Central, and I'm like, yeah, and John List, John Laster as well. Oh. Um, I pitched his name as well, and um, they had name the names that I used. That's hilarious. Well, the names that I used specifically Dave Chappelle. Now I'm meeting with. The vice president and the president. The vice president was Larry Divney, uh, Bill, Bill Hillary, and the president was Larry Divney. So I met with the, the vice president first, Bill, Bill Hillary, and he's like, you know, Calvin, um, I don't know about this. This is, uh, this is uh, our demographic is 18 to 35 white males, and I don't think that uh, it's going to fit in our, you know, yeah, this is not, it's not going to you know, so I'm just like, what? Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm champion. I'm like, this Dave Chappelle's the funniest comedian. Like, no one. Every time I mention Dave Chappelle, to a lot of people. They're like, who's Dave Chappelle? Like, who is this guy? Like, I'm like, Dave Chappelle is fucking hilarious. Like, you motherfuckers are crazy. Like, right. and at the like, time, no one knew who Dave Chappelle was. Chappelle was big to the com- to comics. Yes, he was brilliant to comics and 
people that were into half baked. Yeah, they yeah, didn't. Chappelle had already Dave David already had success, but not he wasn't a household he, name. He wasn't household. Like, he wasn't household show. name. Yeah, he wasn't. Exactly. He wasn't worldwide. Crazy, you know, but but it was like they were like you know, and then Chappelle. I don't. His 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 comedy is too blue. The exact words he uses his material is too blue. Wow. So I'm just like. What are you guys talking about? Which brings me back to you. When you landed SNL, I was the man. Because then they were like, that's Calvin's friend. And I was like the guy at Comedy Central because... Really? Oh, I never knew that. Yo. I never, I never knew that till right now. I never knew that after... Yo. Because that was only... That was within a three, two, three Yo. year radius. But what, what, what the other thing... The other thing, remember with Premium Blame, when I called you and I said, bring your tape to me now. Right, 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 right. Bring it now. Like yeah. You were like... I don't know. I'm, I'm, right. I'm kind of tired. <laughs> I was like, Dean, I just spoke to somebody. They told right. me to bring get the fucking tape. Right. Next thing you know, Dean, Dean, Dean is on fucking premium. And then like, yo, this guy, Dean, is really funny. Right. And then you got SNL. They was like, this guy is Calvin's... Yo. And then I started doing the rubber monkey. They was like, he's doing Calvin's friend. Like, rubber right. monkey. Like, yo, SNL. Right. Going back to SNL. I'm sorry, to, uh, to uh, Comedy Central. You were the one who really pointed something out to me, which is really crazy. Um, after they shot me down, I met with the, the, the president who was like, well, you know, Calvin, we already had something like this in the back burner or something like that. And, you know, and mind you, they didn't. They did not. So he's like... at the time, what, what, what was... They had uh, nothing on. Well, I'm trying to think. What shows they had, like, you would, you would see... Like, UCB. Plan, UCB, Strangers with Candy. Was that all that, was? yes. Yeah. All these shows. Not even, shows South Park was on. South, South Park, Park was, was their was only the thing that yeah, was yeah. touching a nerve of people. That was like their biggest, their runaway hit until Chappelle show came. Right. Well, this is before the Daily Show. Even. But no, the Daily Show was there for a long time. Right. Oh, but it, it wasn't John Stewart. John Stewart. And what's the timeline between that and Chocolate News with David Allen Greer? Oh man, yeah, that, was after, news that was after. Like, oh, that was after. Like That was after. Yeah, that was after. Just cracking a joke. I just realized. So, no, no, though, which is good because they weren't even. Looking at right, something like right. that prior, right. you know, so they, Larry Divney, the president was like, yeah, I want you to speak to the president of production, Lauren Gray. I want you to talk to Lauren, her. Yeah. I go, I go, you know, he's like, you know, it sounds good. You know, I want you to go talk to her, you know, maybe we're some like, get something going, like, go meet with her. And she, like a long story short, she's like, you know what, Calvin, maybe you can usher at the show because we already have a show in the works. <laughs> Now, mind you, this is, I didn't speak to her until after I spoke to you. Mm -hmm. You called me from Aspen Comedy Festival. No, not Aspen. That would have been much. What, when I got SNL? No, you called me from some comedy festival. It wasn't. I only went to Montreal. I didn't go to Aspen. Well, it was the Montreal Comedy Festival. And then, and then you said to me, Larry Divney's on stage. Congratulations, Calvin. They made that show. Your show was going to be on it. Congratulations. You called me with congratulating me yeah. about my show. What? I don't. That's my email. Like, I was like, Jesus. yo. I'm like, yo. Like, you forgot? Like, so I like, do. I, I don't remember calling you. As, I don't even remember the name. You congratulated me on having the show. I wanna. Like, <laughs> 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 so this is how I learned about them doing a show, and you know, it, like, it was the show that Tracy hosted, right? Yes. Yeah. So that no. So and then and then and then and then SNL. I was already at SNL, and they wound up shooting, and which now makes sense because I remember. Finding out, my manager at the time said, "Yeah, you're on the short list, list to possibly host. Uh, what was the name? It wasn't Comic Justice. Uh, damn, that was prior. That was Comic years. Justice was early. 90s. Yeah, that was That's, like Comic Justice uh, or the A list. That show you see like AJ Jamal. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And as a matter of fact, Oscar winner uh, John Ridley was a stand up. The dude that wrote uh, Twelve Years a Slave was a stand up, mm. and he was on. No wonder he looks so familiar. I didn't even think that movie was that funny." No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that I kind of remember. I, you I, congratulate me. I was like, I, I got excited. I, I believe I got excited. I was like, you, wait a I don't second. I remember saying Larry uh, Divney's name, but I do remember. You said they just made an announcement. That and I, I could have swore you said it was Larry Divney because he was out there. He was like, the president comments just made the announcement. Made, Your made, show is being made. Maybe, maybe and I was like, yeah. what? Wait that a second. That would have been right around the time because, yeah, that shot <laughs> summer of, of 2002. I was like, wait a second. So I emailed them right away, and I said, we got to meet. 
I met with him, and he was like, yeah, we had this on the back burner, yada, yada, yada. And, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Mark like, Curry had a show on Comedy Central, short-lived. Don't forget your toothbrush. You remember that? I don't remember that. Don't, yeah, I remember him coming up to your offices every now and then. Don't forget He's hilarious. What was, what was that about? It was like kind of like more of like a get. <laughs> it was like oh, he went like to a game. houses or something like, like that. A, I thought it was a game. I know there was a wheel in it. I know there was some more of it yeah. was like a game show type of hosting thing. It was short-lived. It didn't last. It didn't last long. But I remember long, him coming up there and Steve, Steve Harvey coming up to the office as well um, for show for shows. But to make a long story short, the whole thing with Dave Chappelle and the ironic thing, this is how karma works, I guess. Him leaving Comedy Central the way he did oh. was just so ironic. I was just like, <laughs> how did he know that they didn't want him at first? And then all of a sudden, he leaves them hanging dry. Mm. The way he did. It was just, it was so poetic. It was a poetic justice. It was just like, God damn, how did that happen? Yeah. Right. I, I just felt like, I, I you were can't like wait to speak to him. I was, I was so fucking happy. Africa. I was like, he has no idea that they the never, story. Yeah, wow, it was like, it was insane. But yeah, even Mark Theobald told me that they had meetings and he was in the meetings because he was a part, he was a writer. Right. He, he wrote, and he wrote, I had a name. Uh, Tracy's, Mark and Todd actually uh, helped Tracy punch up and write his his first Comedy Central special, One Mike. Yes. And he wound up, he he hosted the, uh, he hosted this show on, um, on Comedy Central, which was, it was a showcase for, for black comics. It was horrible. Horrible. Comics as, as, horrible. As, you know. They and, put uh, no real love into it the way I was really going to like, you know, make this, you know, what it should have been. And it wasn't going to be about black comics. That wasn't, wasn't my point. But, right. Go back to um, to uh, to what I was saying. Um, I was turning Comic groove. Comic groove. Yes. Comic groove. You ever noticed they had like dice shows always always stuff? sound cool? Got that comic groove, baby. Comic view. Got that yeah, comic, comic groove. Comic, comic view. Comic it was just it was just so horrible. Comic groove. Um, Hosted by Tracy Morgan. To, uh, what's his name? Um, Mark, Mark Theobald. Theobald. They were in meetings, and Mark was came to, came to me and was like, "Yo." Yo, man, they really are trying to avoid any lawsuits because they try. They're try, they're telling us to stay away from the name, utilizing the 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 the, the um the word the, the the title Mike within the the long show within the uh within the um the what, series what, that Tracy was going Tracy was was hosting going to host Comic I mean, Groove right. His show is called One Mike right, but and Nas had a song called One Mike which they. Uh, Nas and Tracy are friends, so uh, Nas let Tracy use the music from One Mike mm -hmm. for his special. So I was gonna like I was gonna use the 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 the, the name of the shows and like Mike Breakers or Mike something okay. to that effect when I pitched it to them. And Mike and when 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 uh, Todd was in the meetings with them with Lauren Gray per se, mm -hmm. I'm naming names. Lauren Gray, he basically was like, yeah, um, um, they really don't want us to use. The, the word Mike within the title of the show. Like he just kept saying, he kept harping. He's like, yo, man, like this is crazy. Like they kept they kept reiterating, don't use the term Mike within the Oh, and I see, oh. So I was like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. I'm like, these motherfuckers, I'm like, maybe it's in my head. Maybe, maybe this is all like not real. Like this can't be happening. But people at Comedy Central were like congratulating me. They were like, yo, they knew about the whole process. They knew I was having meetings. They knew right. that, you know. They were like, you want to sue these guys? We'll, 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 you know, we'll, we'll testify. I'm like, I'm not going up against Viacom. Are you nuts? Like, right. are you insane? <laughs> right. That's not going to happen. Like, that's. I'm going right. to get, was it Julie Childs? Jewel Childs? <laughs> to, 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 oh, my stomach is ground. I'm going to get, like, what's his name from Seinfeld to, to, uh, to defend me or to. to uh, Julia Jackie, Childs. Jackie, Jackie Childs. Childs or whatever. <laughs> that would have been great if he really existed, but. But yeah, that's my Comedy Central story, and I'm yeah, sticking to it. It's, it's really so it, it. It almost seems like. But I don't feel so bad because, from what I understand, going to work one day after this really, you know, all this happened, I heard, um, um, what's his name? Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on this dude's name. <coughs> what was his title? What did he do? No, nah, he's not. Uh, uh, I'm bugging out. I need some food. I'm really, really need some food. I'm struggling right now. I see the dude's face. Private parts. Howard Stern. Okay. Howard Stern. I'm bugging. Howard Stern was on the radio talking about, I had this idea for a show and Comedy Central stole it. I gave him this format. I gave him this and I gave him that. And the show turned out to be The Daily Show. 
And I was like, what? That's that's scary. I, I mean, was like, you know sucks. what? I don't feel so bad. But it, it was it was the timing was so I perfect. A lot of people talk about ideas being stolen. Wayne Yo. Brothers, they said they stole Scary Movie three from them. And, oh yeah, you know? yeah. They said, uh, the, the, yeah, because uh, they have the haunted house movies. And well, that was that was kind of something later than that. No, no, yeah, you know? but but they said. Uh, that that there's like I heard some of the Wayne's brothers getting that stolen from them. Well, Marlon and Sean, if the first two scary movies were Marlon with and them, Sean, yeah. Uh, I think Rick Alvarez and uh, who why did they sell the franchise? And, and, they sold it. Nah, no, they, they were they, gonna, they, they had the outline for they the had third the one. outline. They, they went to them. They 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 didn't want it. And then next you know... Well, they weren't going to give them the money, I don't think, that they wanted. They were offering them the same money from Scary Movie 1 as opposed right. to 2. And Instead then they of giving them the good. raise. Because they, wow. they, they, earned, they, wow. they made it a franchise. They didn't want to give them uh, the, the, the proper dues as far as uh, giving them a raise. And so they were like, all right, well, we don't need you. We're Get out of here. And Get they got to use their... They said a bad version of their script. Yeah, it was and bad. And there was right. something... I think Lord Jamar worked for Miramax at that point. Ah, and, uh, see, that's why this podcast is called The Callback. That was a callback. That was definitely a callback. Yeah, boys and girls. Definitely callback. <laughs> the yeah. The nerve of some people. <laughs> that's one of my next podcasts would be called The, the nerve, nerve of Some People. Oh, The Nerve of Some People is going to be a picture of you like this with I big curly Jewish it's, it's afro. funny that you remember that. I totally forgot the about that initiative. I remember that clearly because that was one of the They're like, we really want to try as something. A, as a... As a black comic that had been working, the I'm getting. I get my rooms. people up here. I'm getting yeah, up here. As a, 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 working the mainstream <laughs> rooms. Uh, you, you, you and did Keith both. Robinson. We, Keith Robinson too was another one, and Jesse Klein was someone who I I went to and said, "You gotta see this guy, Keith Robinson." Oh, I know about him. I, I, I was like, "What?" Right. Keith Rob. And the next thing you know, he has a, a half an hour special on Comedy Central. I'm like, "But that that was you, motherfucker." Like, because for years you worked, you, like if if you came up. Like I, I know, like myself, Mark, um, Rich, mm -hmm. uh, Todd. You know, we came up doing both rooms. We did the mainstream rooms and the black rooms, or the urban rooms, and so which I've talked about before. And so, and that's where always, they went. So you always, uh, and there were other comics that went uh, just strictly the mainstream. Like say a Patrice. Patrice didn't want to do the black rooms, mm -hmm. and I understand why he didn't want to do the black rooms. He didn't do the black rooms. Uh, Kev, uh, Kev did the black rooms and the mainstream rooms. You know, some cats did both. Some cats did one. Some cats only did black rooms. But the 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 one constant that you noticed was, or it seemed was, that if you only did black rooms, you weren't going to get uh, any Hollywood looks. You weren't going to get the opportunities to make some some real. Strides career wise, yeah, man. And some, that's some real money. Um, you <laughs> You're know, telling me there's no one from Hollywood in these uh, rooms I'm doing in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um. So uh, hell no. You're you're asking me if I'm saying that uh, chicken that, wings. Uh, yes. Any anyone with Hot the last wings. name Schumacher or uh, <laughs> I thought I saw Schumacher <laughs> will actually uh, hang out. Well, now Brooklyn's a different place. Well, so that you is never true. definitely Brooklyn's a different a place different. now. But, yeah. But, but uh, that's what I try to do. I try to do both. Both. But Circuit. that's the, but you know what honestly it, like Billy Burr, Billy did both yeah. Billy you saw Billy in the black rooms and 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 uh, Caroline's in the cellar and that's what you they help you they, I mean, they both ways, help in different, different ways you want to strengthen your voice across all platforms you know and so uh, speaking, pay, speak, speaking of black rooms pay better well that's the that. thing the black rooms you always you always use the black rooms. On, in the short term to make some quick money. Right. Use the mainstream rooms. Chitlin circuit. Let's call it yeah, what it is. Chitlin circuit uh, you, you use because... I call because, it sunflower seed. Yeah, sunflower seed. Because you say, you know what? I got to pay my cable bill. Here's a here's a $50 spot, $75 spot, $100 oh, yeah, spot yeah, yeah, I yeah. can do. Go from room to room. boom. I do... If I... Like back in the days, if you could do... Um, if you did four or five rooms in the tri-state in a week... You had, you know, three to five hundred dollars, and you know, back in the days, even t now, that's not bad. A bad, bad take in I'll comparison to going working forty hour uh, work week, and so when, when, yeah, so when you got here, right? <laughs> so when you had the opportunity, we were like, all right, well, boom, it'll, uh, this will be a good look, I, you know, I, to to let them know, hey, man. We we we're entertainers. We can we can vibe in front of any audience. I, I work in in all formats. And if your if your demographic is eighteen to thirty five year old uh, white cats, 
I can burn a mic in front of them just as easily as some of the white cats that are that are that or you already cross. use. You know, <laughs> this dude is like the king of one. Like that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, you know what hey, I mean? So, so I'm not even a fan of white people. So you know, <laughs> <on> your <laughs> side, this whole thing. I would have told those execs like, listen. I would have been the only white executive up there like, where are we going to bring the black people? These white people oh suck. God, oh, I remember, I remember, I remember bringing Tracy up, up, uh, like trying to get him up there and they were like, they weren't trying and to hear. I think so. Yeah, while, while you were, while you were at Comedy Central, Tracy started SNL at like 96. Dang, was he? Yeah. Yeah, Tracy started in 96. Damn, he was like, I remember having conversations with him on the phone. Like, I'm at, I'm gonna try get me up there, Calvin. Get me up there. I'm like, yo, how, why is he, why can't he get up here? Right. Like that's insane. Right. Why why he, you're on SNL? Right. That's just it that's just it just didn't make any sense to me, yo. Like Even white people. I don't mean, that's <laughs> that's the point of this whole thing. Is that yo, white people are the power structure? Annoying, right. The power that be is like the father mucking white people suck episode, and I'm and I'm the biggest supporter of leading the rally. That's why I'm gonna be here. the first. Oh, I'm gonna be the first leader of the Black Panthers. <laughs> I'm gonna be the first here. one. Wow, that that, that I'm that's gonna be pretty. the head of the Black Panthers, Dean. That's my goal. I, I believe it's true. And, and the, shoot, they they said Gil Scott Harris, or was it the last post? The revolution will not be televised. Yeah, last now post. it'll be on pay per view. So it will be on your phone. On, on your phone, you know what I mean? Tablet, phone. <laughs> you have options for the, for the revolution. On your glasses, on your Google or glasses. On your Google glasses. Hey man, well listen, uh, Calvin, man, we appreciate you Thank coming. You. I Not one, but this. two weeks in a row, man. Yes, uh, my man Vessi, I'm glad. Good to have you back in the living room, man. I guess we got to talk next next week. We'll we'll talk about you being this actor now because uh, this dude, you know, he, 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 dis he disappeared on us for for weeks on end, man. And, 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 and he became this this. <laughs> Is full on actor. I'm a thespian He's a now. thespian now. Well, I heard you taking this show to LA, so I want to be a part of that. Oh yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. eventually, yeah. You... What show? With the podcast? Yeah. Oh yeah, eventually we'll be on the road. I mean, you yeah, know, man, let's do it. I, wanna, do, I can't wait. And do and then we'll shoot the uh, Axel Foley. Uh, oh yeah. The the Axel Foley. That's actually whatever funny. whatever pickup truck whatever he was driving. We're going to recreate blue car. Yeah, whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, like, yeah. Was it a Chevy? No, she said yeah. she has a line. I'm like, are you still yeah, driving like, that he, same shitty like, thing? Yeah, he's like, he's like yeah. she's like, what are you, what are you driving that same? You can find it. I'm sure, like a movie. Same shitty, 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 like, car. <laughs> same shitty car. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's man style now. So anyway, uh, you know, check out uh, Vessi's podcast, man. Yeah. The comeback. Make sure the comeback. What is it? A porn? Oh damn! You know what? Sorry. Yes, I, mean, stuff I apologize. I mean, the comeback. You'll I mean, edit that Jesus. Out. <laughs> uh, we'll leave that in as a joke, but it is called the callback. The callback. And it's My not man. explicit in that way. And it's <laughs> the comeback. Jesus. You watch wow. way too many things. Um, see how it all runs together? He's got his laptop out. No wonder. Uh, the callback podcast. Podcast, Please man. subscribe to it if you're listening to this Definitely podcast. Definitely subscribe to it and, and uh, Come and the, wow. the callback and Come check back. out all the episodes. Come check back. out the episode. I did an episode. Yes, you did. Vessi, we did the callback, um, which is what sparked off this magic that's occurring right here and now. Yeah, if I didn't ask you, who knows? This podcast might not exist. Who knows? Right now. I'd, be, I'd be talking another year. Yeah, you know me and Big J, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna finally do it. We're we're gonna sit down and so uh, shout out to Big J, man. Nice. And uh, uh, Calvin, tell them where they can uh, find you, hit you, check out uh, your yes. your product. You can go to my website daydreamny.com, daydreamny.com, as in New York dot com. You but NY the initials NY dot com. We, daydream NY. Day, daydream NY.com. Your Instagram is Instagram Twitter. is Daydream Films. And Twitter is Daydream Films as well, plural. Yeah. And uh and check out, you know, the Michael Jackson show. Oh yes, MJShow.tv. Uh, keep your eye out for the, the video you just shot. What's yes. the artist's name? For a price, uh for J Rom. J Rom new amazing artist. New amazing artist. And keep an eye out for Jordan Head's the documentary, which he promised is coming out. Uh, the Michael Rappaport produced Jordan Hedge. Hey, hey, your wife is in it. Um, my wife is in it, uh, and and we are waiting to finally see this this great piece yes. of uh, documentary film work that's been uh, a decade in the it. making, man. Chunk, Chunk, Chunk from the Goonies is in it. Chunk from the Goonies. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Cohen. Jeff, Jeff Cohen, very <laughs> talented and popular. 
uh, uh, Dwayne Wayne, entertainment Dwayne. lawyer. Really? From the Goonies? Kadeem Hardison? Yes. He's in it. Yeah, I mean, he, you have some of everybody. I got a lot of people. I got a lot of Kadeem people. Kadeem Hardison? Yeah, man. Yeah. He, he's interv- you've interv- interviewed everybody. Andre Iguodala is in it. Wow. Yeah. Kadeem yeah, so, Hardison. Some of everybody, man. Yeah. Where's the dude from, uh, like, Don't Be a Menace? Don't you know Be a mean? Menace. Like the guy in the wheelchair from there, bring him out. Bring Cole from Martin. Is he actually in it? Sully McCullough is in it. Sully McCullough, <laughs> he is in it. Look at that. That's crazy. Look at, you look said at that. that. See, you're making a joke, but the oh, reality oh, is. Where'd you get? Did you go bring your cameras to the Hollywood Y and just no? Look the for- great. I'm going to these people's houses. It's, it's, it's really That's, nuts. If you go to the Hollywood Y, you'll play everybody's with like there, actors right? That you're like, oh, he was in yeah, that yeah, thing. He was, <laughs> he was the assistant in Blue Chips. And I'm like, hey, by the and, I, and it's funny. I'll say to that dude, hey, you know, it was just a role. Don't try to coach me out here. Take it easy. That's crazy. Right. That's funny. You said that. My magazine article. Of course, of course. Just uh, latest issue, slam. What if uh, I said no? Yeah, you could have said no. <laughs> well, I was just, you know, I was trying to be courteous. You're right. It was a fake uh, question. Shout out uh, to Ben Osborne. Appreciate you sticking to shout, protocol, man. Shout, yeah, thank you. See, I'm a beast when it comes to writing He's magazine articles. I'm a beast. No one can follow my magazine articles. So after you read mine and slam, don't even read the next one because I can't you follow drop, it. Drop I dropped the pad. I mean, the uh, magazine. Yeah, shout out to Ben Osborne, editor in chief yeah, of slam. Yeah. Now, mutual friends. Um, but yeah, I have that article in there with uh, Colin Quinn. It's called Dime Drop. And then in the and then the Iverson collector's issue, I have an article in there about Iverson. Oh, nice. Some of my memories of him as a kid. Nice. So pick those two up. Collector's issue. That's dope. Pretty man. cool. And listen, uh, as 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 always, y'all could uh, follow and, and check for a brother uh, on Instagram and Twitter at I am Dean Edwards because that's who I am. Uh, you know, you can. Uh, Check out. Please make sure you subscribe uh, uh, on uh, All Things Comedy or iTunes or uh, SoundCloud to the Father Muckin Protocol. Um, you know, go check out a, a previous episode. Leave comments. Let us know that you're digging us. The comments help. And uh, the the more the merrier, man. We appreciate y'all listening. Calvin, as always, thanks for taking me down memory lane, man, because you just brought back a lot of uh a lot of good good memories uh from from that era in <laughs> in our lifetime man big mike is always on the sounds handling yeah. the sounds mike we appreciate mike. you and yo we'll we'll catch y'all soon and, and check me out uh hartford improv or not the hartford improv hartford funny bone at the end of uh at the end of march um and then virginia beach in the first weekend in uh april man uh, you can find all that on, on my social media. Dean Edwards, Joseph Vesey, Calvin Fowler, Daydream Filmworks. Uh, Daydream no Filmworks. Uh, no hands. No hands. No hands. Ha- no hand. Hashtag oh, no hands.